the Void listeners, and welcome to Chapter 1, Part 2 of our core D&D campaign, If I Could Wish a Wish, where our gladiatorial slaves, heroes in the making, shall face their first combat. Will they succeed and achieve glory, or will they utterly fail and smear the walls of the Colosseum with their blood? Find out now on Hail the Void. Surprises are not good. Uh, as uh, as Ludwig says that, the door uh, slams open, and you see three of the guards come out, and they walk over to the cages. One of them pulls out a, a small piece of parchment paper, looks at it, and um, points to Sakura and to Rook. And uh, they open your cage, uh, Rook's cage first. Uh, two of them stand with their swords ready to make sure if anybody tries to rush. And the other one motions for you to come forward. So as I'm walking through the door, I'd like to insult the barbarian again. Okay. It looks like I'm up, you fool. I, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> I don't understand why they're choosing me over you, you brainless idiot. <laughs> you don't want me, you want the fat lug over here with the muscles. <laughs> I'm sure you get more of a show from this moron. And I'm, <laughs> I'm by the guard and, and we're out the door, right? Yeah. I'm trying to get a response from him. Okay. Ludwig requests to be replaced with the other. He wants to fight with this one. He has a mouth. <laughs> they sort of look at you and look back at him and they just sort of sigh and roll their eyes. 
And you see them close the iron gate and they say, you know very well that once you've won nine, nine fights is when you can request your own battles. Sit back down. You haven't made us enough money yet to be making demands. Not the result that I hoped for. <laughs> uh, the one drags you out to the arena. Uh, as you get out there, you see uh, torches lining the uh, octagonal circle around you. Um, Oias sits in a chair. Uh, behind her is one, probably the largest sword that you've ever seen in your life. It's sort of plastered on the wall behind her. And the crowd, the, the, the arena is packed head to toe. There's even people standing on the stairs that go up to the different levels, uh, just packed people eating big old turkey legs. What time of the day is it? Is it's it evening? evening, yeah. All right, so there's a lot of shadows. Uh, correct, yeah. Okay. There's, there's a lot of light in the arena itself, but beyond the arena is very shadowed. Uh, make a perception check for me as well. And they bring uh, Sakura out behind you. Okay, so it's 18 plus 5. 18 plus 5 for yeah. perception? Yep. Awesome. I, I'm just kind of getting the lay of the shadows. Oh, okay. There's shadows in the arena, any exits? Any... The, the arena itself is the most well-lit place. Um, as there seems to be another uh, door that you know is the door that they drag, drug you through when you first came through. Um, you also notice that there are these pylons set on the corners of, of the octagon that seem to have some kind of runic um, uh, language. Something I might be able to climb. Well, they're sort of set into the corners of the octagon. Yeah, it's possible you could climb up these. How large is this octagon? Um, I'd say it's about 30 by 30 feet. Oias speaks up and says, ladies and gentlemen, when I gave word that I would have someone of serpentine blood on the docket today, I received many requests for first-time fighters to come and try their luck. I have brought two of such fighters with me today. The door at the far end of the arena opens, and you see a human male and a female dwarf walk through the door. And close behind him. Human male is carrying a sword, and the dwarf is carrying a javelin. The dwarf looks at you, Sakura, with just pure hatred in her eyes, almost and almost a fueled rage behind. I look back, glaring through my gag. Okay. Um, as you as the door closes behind them. Um, uh, one guard stands in front of you with a sword drawn on you. Uh, one holds you by the shoulders, and the third unlocks the cuffs on your hands. Uh, and then unlocks the yes! lock on your neck. Yes! <laughs> and drops out behind. They unlock your bind, your cuffed bindings, too, that are broken. Much better. And they sort of look at the broken cuffs and then look at you, and they just sort of shake their heads. Blame the barbarian. <laughs> His wild hands. They sort of look and they nod at you like, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> and uh, they go and they uh, close the door. Uh, they don't close the wooden door itself, but a sort of a barred door, which leaves the... Uh, 
uh, an open view for the uh, other gladiatorial slaves to see what you're doing. For you, they throw out a set of crudely made daggers and a small short bow with some arrows. Sakura, they, they toss you uh, a set of daggers. Okay. Uh, then we're going to go ahead and roll for initiative, guys. Uh, before initiative, I scream when my, my gag comes off. Potato? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yelling at the dwarf saying, you will die by my hands, half-sized potato. <laughs> Does it pee itself? <laughs> no, uh, it understands every word you say. Uh, In draconic? Okay, good. Okay, good, I'm glad. And she rolled a nat 20. So that, I'm going to give her advantage on uh, initiative. Oh, yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> what, a, what a great way to start by pissing off the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Dex uh, is your initiative. So I roll a d20 for initiative. That would be 9. Or, sorry, 11. And what's the, what's the proficiency we're going off of? So. I got 18. Brooke, what was yours, Declan? Uh, 11. <laughs> Alright, hearing you say this, the dwarf screams in anger, and you see her compatriot sort of like put his hand out, like calm down, and she just bolts across the, uh, the <laughs> arena at you. Takes her twice as long as a human! So, <laughs> That's as, my angry potato! As the other opponent is trying, is distracted by the rage of the dwarf, can I quickly draw my bow and fire an arrow at him? Uh, no. Yeah, well, you you go next on initiative, so okay. she'll have her attack first. Okay. So she sprints across the field at you uh, and uh, strikes with her... Javelin? Javelin. How big is that javelin? One might say that's a hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably twice her size. <laughs> Um, so, I'm just imagining a little evil. That's not a spear. Oh, she, she's, she's just blood raged anger right now, and she tried to. That kicked right dirt there. into her face, and that's what makes her miss. Uh, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't a critical failure. So, uh, you uh, sh you just sort of dodge out of the way as she stabs where your head was. You know, she went for the like the smallest target, so you sort of slither away from her as she does that. Brooks. You too. Yeah, I and so yeah, I as as I I take advantage of the slightly distracted other opponent and I fire an arrow quickly. Okay, uh, make a dexterity. Uh, so it's a one d six plus three for piercing. So well, first you do to you. see if you hit. So okay. there should be an attack bonus next to your short bows. All right. Yeah, it's five. Okay. Come on. Okay. So add five to that. What would you get? A critical failure. One. Oh, okay. Um, the so the strain on the bow snaps, snaps. and the, the arrow just falls to the ground. A wet nap. Uh, you can still move though. Shoddy weapons, and so I drop the bow, pull the daggers out, and then this time I'm going to go for the hot potatoes back. Okay, so you position yourself yeah. behind the the, the little dwarf. Um, then Joffrey, the human male, uh, he is going to. Jo what he's going to run into the <laughs> melee, um, and he's going to try to attack Sakura as well. Yeah. These are really crappy markers. What's your AC? What's, what, where's he going? Jeffrey? He's going to attack you. So, Me too? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Right, so this, this is his buddy's attack. Yeah. 
13. Okay. Uh, you also dodge out of the way of that, uh, of his short sword as he comes in to try and stab you. So you're just sort of slithering around in almost a combat dance as this is happening. Did, did Joffrey try and um, do a pincer attack? Was he attacking opportunistically from behind or no? No, they're sort of both standing right in front of her. They're going off of pure instinct right now. It right. doesn't seem like either of them is a serious fighter. And then, yeah, Sakura, now you get to go. Alright. As I do a backflip, can do I have to roll for athletics if I want to do a backflip? Uh, yeah, it's going to be acrobatics. Uh, acrobatics. I don't have that. What's Arcana? Is knowing things about magical stuff. Okay, well then never mind. I commit Eldritch Blast. Okay. Because it's a vocal and an action. And it has a 120 foot radius. Uh, it's instantaneous. A beam of crackling energy streaks toward a creature within range. That's the little potato man. Uh, make a range Lady. spell. Whatever. She's about to be a it's hot potato. <laughs> a true hot potato. Ranged spell attack against the target. He's attacking the dwarf? Yeah. Well, I get any Control of that blowback from that spell that's because I'm right no, now. It's a single target. Oh, okay. Well, it'll, it'll do it. So, 14. 14, okay, plus four? Yeah, or no, it's four. 10 plus four. Okay. Does Eldritch Blast have a DC, a, a saving throw that they need to make? Okay, Warlock cool. DC 12, mod four. Okay. And this saves with charisma, is that right? Uh, or save with dexterity? The, the save is, is not going to be dexterity based, I don't believe. Yeah, I don't know what DC means, yeah. Uh, that's difficulty. difficulty. Oh, okay. So 12 plus one, what was your... Four, 14? Four. Okay, yeah, it hits. Um, do your damage. One D ten. Yep. Seven. All right. Plus 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 my four. I just take a step backward and I look at the dwarf and I say, "Drava!" and I snap my fingers as I like make eye contact with him. You hit her and oh yeah, you uh, hit her and she just goes flying up. <laughs> you actually see she's about to clear uh, the railing where the the commoners are. But she hits it. As you well, as you see her flying through the air, you see the runes on the side of the uh, arena light up and hum, and she hits a force barrier and falls back into the arena. And the crowd just fucking starts roaring with applause and and, and just giddiness at the gore that's happening. Uh, back to the top, she's gonna get up. She speaks out in dwarvish. Do you do you have? Anybody have uh, language dwarvish? Um, I'm elfish. <laughs> I can comprehend language. This is a spell, though, right? Uh, nobody has dwarvish, no, right? So she dwarf. screams out in dwarvish, and she runs at you and just yeah. swings in a wide arc, missing you about about two and a half feet. <clears throat> this she's rolling crap. So she got flown in the air and then she ran back to him. So he's kind of in the same spot he was, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. She's not thinking very clearly. Brooke, it's your turn. She just attacked. She's well, I noticed her fly up in the air. I see like a flash of light in front of her, and then she flies up in the air and she hits the ceiling or the runes. And I realize that there's a barrier there. But she comes back down, attacks. So I, I'm, I'm going to try to get up underneath her armor right here okay. and stab. So uh, since you're flanking her, I'm going to give you an advantage on the roll. Okay. So roll it twice. Choose the higher one. 
So 14 with a dagger, plus 5 is 19. Okay, that was the higher one? Yeah, that was okay. the higher one. So 19, that'll hit. Uh, roll okay. your damage. And then I, got a, I need a d4. That's 5 plus 3, 8. Okay. Uh, you do find a chink in the armor that she's wearing, and you go up with your dagger, and you definitely make purchase in flesh. And you see her sort of grab her side, and she just makes eye contact with Sakura once more, and then you just sort of see the, the color drain from her face, and she falls to the ground. Um, Joffrey screams as this happens, and he turns on Rook. <laughs> and makes an attack with a short sword. Bite me, you little human bitch. Can you fly? No, my wings were clipped when the master What's your AC? cast us to down to earth. Me? No, uh, huh? what's your AC, your armor? 14. Okay, yeah, even with the plus 4, that doesn't help. Alright, yeah, he, he misses you as well. He's, he's getting jump into up his... in the air. Over. What, is, what kind of weapon does he have? A short sword. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just jumped back. Yeah, he misses you, and then seeing that both of you are, are like untouched, he starts backing up, and you see him sort of fumble his short sword, and he grabs a uh, cross, a light crossbow that he has strapped on his back, and he's like fumbling, putting a bolt in. So I, I holler at her, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, watch out, crossbow! <laughs> as I kind of like push the dwarf down, <laughs> as I walk past it toward the other, the other girl. Right? Is it male. Oh, it's male. Um, I I say, Pleat potatoes were hasta tu really. And then I say, Drabam! And I strike him as well with an Eldritch. Eldritch you only have, oh, sorry, that's, that's a, a cantrip, cantrip, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, make your spell, spell casting. The snake lady sounds like she's real thracky. It's a fucking a seven, so that's eleven for my attack. Gee, well, I keep rolling twos for these guys, so. <laughs> keep doing that. <laughs> Five plus four, so nine for my attack okay. damage. All right. And if anybody's wondering, I said weak potatoes and their friends. <laughs> and then I said black. So uh, you hit him, and he goes flying back, and he hits the the edge of the thing, and sort of just sort of crumples down to the ground. And again, applause just roars up, and he slowly starts picking himself back up. Um, Go back to Rook. It's, Rook, it's your turn. <laughs> you can do that. So the the he's yeah. wounded, but he's not down, right? Right. He's wounded. He's getting back up. You're he's on so, the far side of the of the arena. So I, I quickly run up to him, jump, and come down on top. All right. So Trying to do some like blanking damage, bro. All right. So that's um uh twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, that's 21. definitely a hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, your both your daggers come down on both of his shoulders, and you sort of pin him to the ground, and you see him go unconscious. Um, as as that's happening, you just hear start hearing these pounding of feet, and then and uh, tankards, and it's all becoming in one unison, pounding, 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 and you see Oias stand and sort of put her hand up, and the pounding ceases, and the arena goes silent. She puts her hand out in front of her. Sticks her thumb out, and then turns it up, meaning you are meant to kill these people. He's not already dead after I buried my daggers in him. They're both they're both unconscious and bleeding out, but they're not dead yet. So I quickly slice his throat. Uh, I go over to the dwarf and I whisper something in his ear, and or then her I ear. her ear, and then I poison spray her. 
Okay. Don't miss gender. You, uh, so, so, Rook, you slide your dagger seamlessly across this guy's neck. Yeah, and you pull just, one out of the back of his shoulders and then grab his tuft of his hair and just... You hear him just gurgling as the blood is filling his, his throat and his lungs. He's just trying to breathe and he chokes on his own blood. And you turn and you see Sokka just whisper something in the dwarf's ear, stand up and reach her hands, hands out and just vials of poison just cover and coat this unconscious dwarf, who then returns to consciousness and just starts screaming as her, her skin starts boiling off and it's going putrid green. So I, I mumble to myself, ah, son, it's vile bedfellows. <laughs> he just kind of grossed out by what she just did. I'm like, yeah. She is uh, going to be in D&D too. <laughs> the, uh, the crowd roars for the uh, uproarious gore display that you are given um, and uh, Oias looks at both of you and smiles and nods and then she walks over and places her hand on a rune and the uh, pillars on the side uh, hum and throng. Both of you make a constitution saving throw. Got 20 sided as well. Mm-hmm. When you say you're in a room, you're on the columns that's full of she's rooms. up on a, like she's like up on a platform. Twenty for me. Thirteen. She just turns around and she gets out of her chair and starts on the wall. All right. Um, was that a nat twenty? Oh, okay. No. Okay. Uh, so uh, almost immediately as these rooms start throbbing, your your ears like start pounding and you can't you can't even hear the crowd screaming anymore and you fall down and you can just feel yourself slipping out of consciousness. Um, for you, you you feel your ears. You put your ears up, your hands up to your ears, and you can sort of feel them bleeding. He's a um, and you go here. down, dropping your daggers. As this happens, the door opens, and uh, the uh, guards come out, and they take your weapons and reshackle you and drag you back into the outside of the arena. Um, they come back in. One of them pulls out a parchment, points at Roderick. Points at Chimani and says, "It's time for the main event." Um, high five with shackles on. <laughs> Ludwig's big hand comes through. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> you suffer a broken hand. <laughs> He's like, "You know the drill." All the rest of the uh, sl- the gladiatorial slaves move to the far end of the cages as they open. Uh, Roderick's first, they actually bring in like two other two other guys. So there's like five guards and three of them are holding their weapons already. And the other ones, they don't even bother grabbing him and leading him out. They just sort of all create a funnel for him and they're they're watching him as, as he as he comes out. Ludwig is silent and ready. <laughs> uh, and as soon as he's and in happy the, for the you ball. walk out into the arena and the arena erupts with Ludwig throws his arms up in the air and does a victory trot around the arena. Yeah, and it, it, you, the people are just going crazy. They're they're throwing fucking uh, their their uh, bone meat bones up in the air. There's just beer being sloshed about. Um, I and, point at the prettiest lady I can see in the crowd. Um, okay, make charisma <laughs> 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 check. That <laughs> twenty. Really? That yeah. twenty. <laughs> <laughs> You see the 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 blood rush to her face, and she fans herself and just faints. (laughs) (laughs) 
I want her in my chamber later. Time <laughs> yeah, battles, yeah. then you can make requests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your eyes checked. Uh, as uh, as you enter the arena, the crowd they they completely turns. People yeah. instead of cheering you on, just start boo boo boo, and you hear people calling demon and evil one. Just people screaming. Just harsh. I'm just gonna like sit down and just kind of like meditate, preparing for them to take my shackles off. Um, they, they do, they come and they take, remove your shackles. They don't even bother removing Ludwig's because he's broken through them and <laughs> they can't even keep him shackled at this point. We're losing money on iron. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Elias stands and uh, again puts her hands up and the booing subsides and she says, um, well, two of our most fine gladiatorial warriors in quite a long time uh, if you were here at last week's show, you know that each of them took on two opponents, and each of them uh, won that battle with flying colors. And there's a mix of, of booing and uh, applause at that. Demons suck even if they win. Because, um, I'm not a So I, I figured, why not have a uh, why not have a fun reprisal of that battle? A second chance, if you will. And both of you make a perception. What's your passive perception, actually? Twelve. Twelve? Um, my passive perception is wisdom, I guess? Fourteen. So fourteen. fourteen. Oh. Sick a beholder on him. You can a both, player. You can both hear sort of this clanking, <laughs> clacky sound coming from... Uh, I just make eye contact. <laughs> coming from the door uh, that the, uh, the challengers come through. Ludwig has a sick grin on his face. <laughs> and as you as the door opens, um, both of you make a... You said perception, correct? No, this, this is going to be something else. Um, a we'll make a constitution check. Constitution? Would you like me to re-roll or keep the roll no, that I did? you can keep the roll. Okay. I got 16 on my constitution. Okay. Um, you both see as the door swings open fam the familiar bodies of the people you slew a week ago shamble into the arena. And there's a, um, there's a outcry of gasps from the audience and some, uh, some excited, some excited throngs as well. Like zombies or something? As, as the reanimated bodies of your previous yeah. opponents. Is Elias a necromancer? Or necromancers in this? I, I throw my voice out of the crowd. We killed them before and now they bring back the flesh bags? Not a challenge. <laughs> Not a challenge. All right. So, I just shake my head, like, fuck, stretching my wings. I'm like, if only I could break through this barrier, I could be gone by now. <laughs> and so all your restraints have been removed except for your wing tackle. Oh, they have, they have never removed Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, fuck them then. Uh, all right, so I need you guys to roll initiative, please. Hail the Void listeners, Jeremy here again. You've just finished part two of chapter one of If I Could Wish a Wish coming up as part three uh, just wanted to again let you know that you can uh, reach us on Twitter with your favorite quotes from the show or favorite bits uh, at Hail the Void Pod uh, also Facebook at Hail the Void or you can email us at Hail the Void Pod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you uh, I know the players are very excited to hear uh, what people think of their characters also you can go to our patreon.com page uh, which is patreon.com slash Hail the Void if you'd like to uh, help support us, get everybody at the table mic'd individually uh, and increase the 
auditory pleasure of this podcast. Uh, as always, hail the void. <laughs> <laughs>